0: This week on the Canadian Tech Podcast, DJI asks Transport Canada to help them test drone pilots. Ladies learning code rebrands. OLED burn-ins don't discriminate, and an Ontario MPP doesn't trust you to cross the road. That's all next and more on the Canadian Tech Podcast. The Canadian Tech Podcast is sponsored by Olio Digital Labs. Olio are the planners, designers, and developers of the apps used by some of Canada's biggest brands. Find out what Olio can do for you at oliodigitallabs.com And we're also sponsored by CodeShip, continuous integration and delivery software that lets you ship your apps with confidence. Both CodeShip Basic and CodeShip Pro come with a free plan that grants 100 builds per month, unlimited projects, and unlimited users. Visit CodeShip.com today to find out which CodeShip product is right for you. Welcome
1: to the Canadian Tech Podcast, Episode One Thirty Eight, for Sunday, November the Fifth, Two Thousand Seventeen. Sponsored by Olio Digital Labs and CodeShip. My name is Stuart Clark.
0: My name is Action Jackson. No, wait, oh, Derek wait, Silva. Wait.
1: There you go. Wrong, wrong podcast. I think.
0: Hey. Yeah, it's the beer talking.
1: It's the beer talking. Yes, yes. Tonight's tonight's selection here in my my side of the world is the innocent gun. Bourbon cask dark ale. There was actually a few left at your local or my local LCBO the other day, but I have to warn people it's seven point four, so it's a nice. It's 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 actually very nice. One of those ones you definitely you definitely want one at the end of a long day if you're not going
0: anywhere. Yeah, uh, I'm drinking of the classic Stella Artois excellent, from excellent. Belgium, La Bière Belgique.
1: And you were saying the other night you had you had a beer from Poland.
0: I did. Yesterday I went to uh, the Fanshawe Yacht Club's uh, annual gala at Four City National Golf Club, and they had a Polish beer whose name I'm going to butcher terribly called Lezachsk.
1: L E Z A J S K. I'm sure if someone knows if someone knows the correct pronunciation, please <laughs> let us know. Please contact the Canadian Tech Podcast.
0: Happy S-A- to be corrected on <laughs> on Germanic languages, especially because I do not speak a lick of any of them. Exactly,
1: and we should also say you you, you do not personally own a yacht.
0: No, I do not personally own a yacht. Uh, okay, I do not have a wife named Muffy. I do not own a yacht. Um, There was a lot of talk about lasers and radials last night, right over my head.
1: Right over my head. So you you, you were there with all all the Dragon Boat people.
0: I was there because the London Dragon Boat Club and the Robust team are uh, members of the Fanshawe Yacht Club. They share the water and the space and all that. So uh, yeah, I was there for, for LDBC people like Kathleen. Excellent.
1: Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, it was a good time. All right. Alright, so we had some uh, scheduling issues last week, so we didn't end up having a show. Our apologies, but we're going to have a couple of stories that were last week. We're going to include them this week, and we're just going to keep going, and uh, let's just get right off to it with the quick
0: hits. StarCraft II is going free-to-play starting November 14th, according to Blizzard. They announced this at BlizzCon this week. Uh, the, so basically what happens if, if you already have the original StarCraft II... Which was called Wings of Liberty, you're actually going to get the expansion pack Heart of the Swarm for free instead because you already spent money on it. Mm-hmm. If you own both, I don't know what's happening actually, um, but no, uh, regardless, sure actually, yeah. yeah. But regardless, starting November 14th, you can get the game for free. Uh, there's a whole bunch of <laughs> um, qualifiers to this. Uh, But basically, if you, um, okay, the single-player campaign, along with every co-op commander up through level 5, that'll be free. Okay. The online-ranked competitive multiplayer will be available for free with access to units from all three StarCraft II releases. However, you have to unlock that mode first by achieving 10 First wins of the day in unranked games or against the computer. So I think that means okay. you basically you need to play 10 days 10 days, separate days and win your first game. And you day. have to know
1: what you're doing and basically they don't more want or to just... less. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that seems fair.
0: And uh, yeah. So that's to preserve the quality and integrity of the ranked experience. Fair enough. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's that's actually about it. So there are a couple qualifiers there. Um I Will already be in, I think, uh, to, to get free stuff. But uh, yeah, if you haven't played StarCraft 2 because you didn't want to shell out 30, 40, 50 bucks, whatever, uh, November 14th will be your time to give it a shot.
1: And I think they're doing, doing this because StarCraft 2, from what I understand, does have microtransactions. And they're obviously realizing it's easier just to get people in. Yeah. The, you know, the first hits free. Yeah,
0: just like Overwatch or. Um... Well, Heroes of the Guild Storm doesn't,
1: Guild Wars does it. They it's yeah. all microtransactions.
0: Yep. And um, Oh, what's that Warframe? Same thing. Yes. But that's from Digital Extremes here in town.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Anyway, uh Apple made a ton of money last quarter, more money you will ever than you will ever see in your entire life most likely. Uh they completed the fiscal year with 52.58 billion US net income last quarter. So they finished mm-hmm. the year, but that was just last quarter, 52.58 billion US. Um, that's a 12% increase over the same, or over the last quarter, Q3 2017. They sold 46.7 million iPhones, uh, 10.3 million iPads, 5.4 million Macs, so that's iMacs, MacBooks, Mac Minis, etc. That generated cash flow operating cash flow of $15.7 billion US and they returned $11 billion to investors through the capital return program. I think that means dividends. Mm-hmm. Um, they're projecting Q1 2018 revenue between 84 and $87 billion US thanks to of course a full quarter of iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 sales and, a, and Christmas time. And, yep. uh, the iPhone 10 just went on sale in Canada on Friday and, uh, yeah, it, they, they made a ton of money. There's really nothing else to yep. say there. Makes and me, I know the, stat, the stock me... is up since then. Oh, big,
1: big time. It closed on Friday. It's currently sitting at one seventy two fifty, mm. um, in us dollars. Um, and if you look at the one, even the one year, even the five year chart, you know, you, we just, we, you know, I continue to kick myself, you know, even though it was bloody expensive back in like 2011. You know, you'd be just laughing today. Well just...
0: I tried to convince my dad to buy stock in
1: two thousand four. When the iPod was
0: hitting its stride.
1: Dollar forty no hang on. Uh two sixty six a share September twenty fourth.
0: Before, two dollars and sixty six cents. Before how many? Oh, two dollars and sixty six cents. Yeah. Yep.
1: December twenty fourth, <laughs> two thousand four.
0: Yeah. Um, I yeah, tried to no, convince look, my dad to spend like a thousand, just a thousand bucks, and I yeah, know he had yeah. it. And then I was like, yeah, "Well, if you don't want to do it, maybe you should just give it to me, and I'll do it." Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's like I look back around two thousand eleven, like after Steve Jobs died. You know, it was it was still fifty bucks a share, and then it just when you know it just started shooting up there's been a few spikes but again long term you know it was like i always remember back back in the madman era there was always this you know no one ever got fired for buying ibm and that included ibm stock right because it's just it was a you know and people would people would little old ladies and widows would take advantage of the dividends they just pump (laughs) it all in there and they get paid every quarter and they were laughing you know so yeah good for apple
0: Yeah, good for them, good for their investors. Um, If you have an iPhone, I guess good for you too. Uh, DJI, the Chinese drone manufacturer, they had a press conference in Richmond Hills uh, back on the 2nd to ask Transport Canada for help in creating a drone knowledge quiz. The goal was to create a literal test for future drone pilots that would appear on DJI DJI Go, the, the company's main mobile app, before a drone's first flight. That comes after drone regulations introduced by Transport Canada this past March. And, of course, revisions that came in June that we talked about on this show. The new rules set parameters on when and where drone pilots can use recreational drones, of course, as we all know. Um, And, uh, yeah, so basically DJI is looking for help to make sure things stay safe. And that drone pilots know what they're doing and what the rules are before they take off for the first time. Uh, I think that's kind of smart, especially when you're putting it in the mobile app. And DJI certainly has a bunch of drones that you control via your iPhone or Android phone embedded in the actual remote. Uh, So, yeah, that could work out pretty well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, it's one of those cases, hate to see more regulation, but... The few twits who spoiled it for the rest of us.
0: Yeah, like the one who hit a plane the other day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, our good buddy, Carmi Carmi Levy, went into a lot of coverage on that on on, on CTV a couple of weeks Mm. ago. But yeah, just again, sooner or later, it's going to be worse, I'm afraid, I think.
0: Yeah. Netflix also had an earnings report this week. This week was full of earnings. We're not going to go over all of them, thankfully. Um, But uh, they say that they have uh, 109 million global subscribers which exceeded the company's expectations and brought their stock, to stock price to an all-time high. Um, in an interview when they were talking about the second season of Stranger Things, a VP of Product Innovation said that the company's viewer count is actually north of 300 million people. That includes fa- uh, things like the fact that people have multiple, u- multiple user profiles in the mm-hmm. same Netflix account. So 109 accounts, paying accounts... Over 300 million profiles amongst yep. the 109 million accounts. That makes sense. Can... I've got five profiles on my account.
1: Yeah, I've got two on mine. So yeah, exactly. You know, so no, makes makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, uh, a few interesting numbers. 65% of people uh, of viewing is done on a TV, an actual TV. 20% mm-hmm. on a mobile device, uh, but usage on phones is rising while tablet use is decreasing, and 15% on a computer. I account for all three of those categories. <laughs> yeah, I
1: I haven't used it much on the I you know we we have our Apple TV for a big screen, um, so I you know I don't I don't use it on the phone too often, but yeah, definitely on the computer.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not on the phone very often. Tablet more often. Yeah, my TV my my, my wife's often. done that. My wife, if she's not feeling well, she'll be she'll watch something in bed or whatever. it's Yeah. On. Um, bad news. Uh, global LTE speeds have stalled uh, their, their increase, and Canada has dropped lower in the world rankings according to OpenSignal. Um, so this is a brand new report from November 2017. Uh, OpenSignal says 4G speeds have stalled in the top performing countries and even begun to decrease in some cases. Canada is a good example of this. Uh, in June, Canada had achieved an average speed of 30.58 megabits per second. Getting us thirteenth place. Now we're at twenty nine point seven nine megabits per second, and we rank fourteenth. Uh, you know, Hungary Look... also declined slightly. Um, Singapore, you know what? Sorry, we're still ahead. far
1: far. We're still far better than our friends south of the border. There's the, the U.S. is way down the list. They're struggling to break the
0: fourteen. Where are they here? I'm looking way down, them. way down. Portugal's little... almost twenty. Yeah, way almost near oh, the bottom. Yeah, yeah
1: below yeah. below
0: Uruguay, Bolivia, Mar- oh. Below Malaysia. <laughs> below Malaysia. <laughs> uh so, so Open Signal says the slowdowns probably temporarily are uh, temporary, but it also makes sense that the steady growth of four G speeds beginning to level off, especially since the tech is about seven years old
1: yeah. and
0: hitting maturity. And of course all the new investment now is going into five G. Unless you're Win Mobile and still in case in that case you're still trying to get your <laughs> 4g lte network out the door yes. um, bell and telus however they have been making improvements with their lte advanced services uh, usually together because they share a lot of towers um and uh yeah so uh, availability of 4g in canada there we are we're just below luxembourg yeah, well, it looks like we're in maybe just squeaked into the top twenty here. Right.
1: Yeah, the U.S. scored higher there.
0: Yeah, for four G availability, but yeah, you know, considering so. how many how many of the carriers will complain about the terrain and the geography yep. here, we've yep. we've hit about eighty percent. So yeah, that's, we're doing not that's bad. That's pretty good. Oh, sorry, yeah, I was so. it was eighty one point one zero percent. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Interesting numbers. Right. Uh, ladies Learning Code has rebranded. They are now called Canada Learning Code. Melissa Sarafodine said the change represents the organization's expanding scope and vision to attract a more diverse group of Canadians. And uh, I knew about this coming for a while <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because Kathleen's one of the chapter leads in London, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, that's really it. So under Canada Canada Learning Code, now you've got ladies, girls, kids, and teachers learning code that's cool uh, but you know what i i
1: I think it's a good idea because you know guess what there's also men who might want to know and
0: of course yeah Yeah, and and none of the um workshops have been exclusively for women yeah yeah but the hope was that while you're a man you're going to sign up you got to bring a woman too yeah in order to help keep the numbers uh, no my wife
1: my wife went to one of those and she had a really good time so she learned some stuff. She doesn't good. want to be a coder, but she certainly un- understands a lot more about it now. So good. That's that's, that's very cool as well.
0: Last okay. but not least, Belgian researchers warned a little while ago the, uh, about a new uh, vulnerability in the WPA2 protocol, which we've all thought for a long time was awesome. Apparently, not you know so what, much.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there because
0: that was the last of our quick hits, and now I was having a.
1: Yeah, um, we're gonna put. We're gonna do the Oleo ad. My bad. So that's fine. So um, just okay. edit. Okay. What I'm gonna do? No, is let's just pause. go. Good. Okay, let's Everywhere just go. Welcome Everywhere for a word reach. from our good friends. I think you know. I think you know these guys, Derek at
0: Olio too. I do. I do.
2: Everywhere we go, they're within an arm's reach. They make us more productive, help us stay connected, and even entertain us. And every day they're helping organizations across Canada build it better tomorrow. At Oleo Digital Labs, we are the planners, the designers, the builders of the custom web and mobile applications that are enabling small and medium-sized organizations across southwestern Ontario, empowering some of Canada's largest brands. Large or small, organizations across Canada count on our focused development process to produce affordable, scalable mobile applications that can help fuel their futures. So whether developing a rock-solid e-commerce platform for an ambitious small market, developing a complex system integration for a national enterprise, or helping an organization of any size navigate application design and user experience, accessibility, and security compliance, we are your complete web and mobile production team. We are the experts to plan, design, build, and maintain your project. Find out what Olio Digital Labs can do for you by giving us a call or visiting us on the web at oliodigitallabs.com. Olio Digital Labs, code that powers everyday.
0: And thank you to Oleo Digital Labs for continuing to sponsor the Canadian Tech Podcasts.
1: Awesome. Yep. No, they're uh, really good, really good friends of the show. We really appreciate it. Okay, so now you can continue.
0: Now we can continue on with the show. Crack. <laughs> Sounds like I'm on it. No. So we said no singing. As I was saying, uh, Belgian researchers figured out that there was a flaw in the way that the WPA2 protocol was implemented on a lot of devices that connect Mm -hmm. to Wi-Fi networks. So um, this has thankfully been mostly patched. Um, The researchers went to Google Android or Google, Apple, Microsoft, Samsung, Netgear, D-Link, Belkin, etc. Ahead of time. And said, guys, we found this thing. We want to announce it, but we want to give you a chance to all patch it. The vendors went... Most of the vendors went, thank you very much. Cool. And started working on patches. I know as of a few weeks ago, there were still a bunch of network, uh, network device companies who were like, uh, yeah... We're working on it, maybe. Not really sure. And of course, my old Netgear WNDR3700, I'm certain is not getting patched.
1: No, same thing with same thing with with my older Buffalo router. Although yeah. it does, although I could probably get a newer thing of the uh, of the OS I'm running it. Um, now my mind just went blank. The open source uh, routing
0: emulation everyone uses, uh, w- d- uh, DDWRT. Thank D-D-W-R-T. you. Yes.
1: Yeah, I can probably get a new one for that. But as you say, it's been patched. And if every device you have is a newer device, like your laptops and your phones and your tablets, you patch it,
0: it's not a big of an issue. Right. Yeah. So, and I mean, so chances are, listeners, if you have a up-to-date Mac OS, Windows, Linux device, Android, iPhone, or Android or iOS, you're fine. Um, um, especially if you've gotten a... A patch in the last three weeks, let's say. Right. Um, if you haven't, <laughs> you might not be in such in such luck. Uh, in which case, you should figure out what to do next, whether that's mm-hmm. replacing the device or trying to root it and put a different version of the op- of the operating system on it, or what have you. Um. Or yeah, get a get a new router. I need a new router I, anyway, and I want well, um, to go. Um. To I. I where so do you oh, want go to go? I was going to say. I think the concern.
1: Um... <laughs> I think the concern basically is um, when you take this to a coffee shop, you know, like places like Starbucks and that, they're going to burn a patch. But it's your little independent stores, stuff that offers like the garage, your mechanic mm-hmm. that offers Wi-Fi as a, you know, because someone's employee's kid set it up three years ago, and that employee's long gone. Stuff like that. That's where you're going to want to make sure you have a patch device yeah. for uh, connecting connecting to that. You should be cautious anyway, no matter where you where you are. So sorry, yeah. you, were, you were talking about, you want you want a brand new router?
0: I want to go to one of these new mesh Wi-Fi systems. Because, oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: we've been talking about those before. Yeah, yeah
0: because I'd really like to put one out um, closer to my shed because I've got a security camera out there. And eventually I want to get either some Wi-Fi security cameras or this really cool set I saw from uh, Fleer has a consumer division now called Lorex. And at Costco, you can get a four-camera system for three hundred and fifty bucks. That's um, not bad. I always thought the reason.
1: I always thought the reason you'd want that is you know that way if you're in trouble and you're sleeping out in the shed, you still get Wi-Fi. <laughs> Just same.
0: Yeah. Well, there is that too, but it can um, be handy. Believe me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got. I had. I don't know. I had something sneaking in there for a while, eating the birdseed, and oh dear. Um, I don't know what, because of course. They're not going in there now after I installed the camera, but um, <laughs> they're camera shy. Yeah, they are. But um, yeah, it, yeah. The, no, the the signal out there is happen. not very good. It's not it's not stable at all. So that's it, I don't actually don't actually get a lot of video out of it because the thing can't connect very often. Yeah, there,
1: so. I was I was actually just because you mentioned Costco, so I just went to their site. My goodness, they have a lot of security systems at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going way off topic, but I just, you know, I went to do a search. And it was like, it goes for pages and pages. <laughs> like when you first put it in, they have yeah. know, a little bit so more for
0: wireless. If you want to see the one I want, it's Lorex, L-O-R-E-X. Yeah. And that's the four camera system with the outdoor cameras. Right, right. I think it so. should be 350 yeah, three forty nine ninety nine.
1: There you go. So that's for everyone playing around at home. So no, (laughs) you know, yeah, you know. Anyway, um, if you if you've
0: been getting the nag about updating your phone or your Windows or Mac OS device, do it. Mm -hmm.
1: Listen to Uncle Derek, kids.
0: (laughs) Okay, your turn. Stuart
1: needs to say nothing. Okay, Uh, there was actually a fairly good and lengthy article. It's worth a read on mobile syrup. By Sam- I'm going to slaughter this name. I'm sorry. So, Samir, Samir Chabra. Samir Chabra. There you go. Um, if you I'm saying that wrong, out. my apologies. But it was actually an excellent article. You know, we've talked about privacy here before. We've mm-hmm. had our we, we we've had our official podcast lawyer on, Susan Toss, who tries to keep us <laughs> out, of, out of trouble. Um, fails a lot, but that's all right. That's our fault. Um, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, the brand new iPhone 10 and other Android phones have had it before. Um Uh, Basically, the ability to unlock your phone just by using your facial ID um, and the legal implications of that. So it's actually a really well in-depth article because um, it describes kind of the current legal framework or lack thereof. And the idea, you know, what, you know, if, 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 if an officer, let's say you're arrested, in theory, they could just point the phone. If they know it's an iPhone 10, point the phone at you and boom, your phone's unlocked. Where yep. up until now, you know, we, we you know we've talked about the cases where fingerprint ID um is different than a code and, and I believe it was in the States they basically said that doesn't you know, a fingerprint ID isn't the same as a code. They can you know, they can get that. Yeah. It's so not it's password. an it's not a password. So it's,
0: this is it's it's the exact same thing that's been happening in the US, where yes, if it's not in your head, right, inside your brain, they can force you to use it. So mm-hmm. it's if it's your face, they can force you to unlock your uh, yep. Your phone with your face or your fingerprint or what have you. And that's reason number one why I still have yet to activate the f- uh, fingerprint reader mm-hmm. on my Google Pixel. Because, again, I'm not doing anything illegal. But I don't exactly. want to be in a position where I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. And yep. police o- overzealous police officer uh, thinks, hey... That guy looks like he might be involved and uh you know let's get him to unlock his phone no I'm not I'm probably not involved and therefore you're not touching you just you things you just
1: have you just have that suspicious look sometimes
0: well yeah I know that <laughs> I know I'm just saying you know so that could be it
1: but no I know exactly but no it's it's an excellent read well worth it's well worth uh, 10 minutes or five to ten minutes to read it. It is a long, long piece, but it's it's good because it really goes through some of the some of the scenarios, what the current legal framework is. Yeah, it actually Again, cites speak-
0: some of the laws, and I think the Charter of Rights yeah. and Freedoms in a few places. And yeah, yeah it's, it's it's something well I
1: it's it's something I'd love to get Susan back at at some point uh, to talk about at some point. She's really busy lately, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, we, we should get someone back. And we'll do a special on that.
0: So, yeah. CBSA yeah. is like the one major one where it's like, no, if a CBSA officer says you got to unlock your phone, you probably have to unlock your phone yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, but you don't have to hand out, hand over passwords to other things on the phone, like your social media accounts, right. email, uh, et and, But you do have to unlock the phone. And when he's
1: searching the phone, he's got to turn off the Fi. You can't connect. That, that was, the, that was in that article. It was interesting.
0: Oh okay, I yeah, skipped over that part. Piece.
1: So yeah, so it's like you can put it in, you basically put it in uh, airplane mode.
0: airplane mode. Yeah, you, you can, can or, or they do. do.
1: Well, it's supposed they're not supposed to be. It's not when they're searching it. It's not supposed to be able, able to to connect.
0: Okay, that's so even if you do it, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be antagonizing them. No, exactly. Apparently, hmm. so, interesting.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, that one I didn't know. So as I said, it's 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 definitely worth worth uh, checking that out. Okay, um, this actually we're going to be talking about newer phones a lot this this uh, podcast. Um, the Pixel 2, the Google Pixel 2. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently there's Pixel been 2 some XL issue- XL, sorry, should, the bigger yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the bigger one. And also the iPhone, the iPhone 10. Yes. Um apparently these with the OLED screens, there's some issues with I remember this in the old days called screen burning. That's why they used to have all those all those funny screensavers on yeah. monitors that's um, this is
0: literally why screensavers exist exactly so
1: <laughs> they're responding to it so basically uh for the issues for people who don't know it was basically um people were seeing was at the top of the bottom the nav bar on the bottom of the, the pixel bottom. screen yeah. after a short period of of uh you know the, it would switch and they'd still see it so basically google's done a software update and i think apple's going to be doing the same thing um, they're adding a new fade out. They're also, I believe you, you mentioned as well. They're also helping this by, they're going to move the whole menu bar once in a while. One Samsung does to this to already.
0: Right. Yeah. Samsung does okay. this on the galaxy note eight. If I recall correctly, where, uh, at random times the, uh, navigation buttons, uh, because they are almost always visible on an, on an Android device. Um, they shift them by a single pixel every once in a while at random times in order to avoid this from happening. I think Google's doing the same thing. And And if you
1: notice a pixel shift to one pixel, my God.
0: Yeah, man, you've got, you've got some crazy eyes. Um, but yeah, so that, that sort of thing will, will help. But yeah, this is just, this is a technology issue. Uh, Mm -hmm. with OLED screens. This is not a Google fault. And, and as you mentioned, I, Apple has actually said, yeah, this could happen on the iPhone X or uh, iPhone 10 too.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting how sometimes the newer technology in that it's maybe not always the best or people don't, don't quite realize um you know what what can happen so yeah it'll be interesting like i said i know with the pixels there google's offering a two-year warranty is that different than before yes they they
0: specifically upped it for this reason
1: (laughs) yeah exactly um i wouldn't be surprised if apple does something similar if they notice that i think we'll have to see it more on you know six months eight months down the road right
0: um potentially i mean it's only been like a month and google's like okay yes this is happening we're going to increase the warranty to two years uh, as a result because if it gets really bad, well, you know, what else are you going to do? Um, yeah. And then and there's the whole blue shift issue as well, which is separate but probably related or right. so, it's happening on the same device but again, at least. yeah,
1: it's interesting. You know, I, I always say a version one product, you know. Yeah, well, something.
0: I mean – well, no, actually, you're right. So I've got my Google Pixel – Mm-hmm. And my Bluetooth issues still have not ended because oh wow. and I figured out what the root cause is. It's yeah. it's if your uh, if the Wi-Fi antenna tries searching for a new Wi-Fi network whilst listening to something over Bluetooth, um, that's when the static happens. Interesting. And the you know the thing that sounds like it's disconnecting, um, right? That is literally that's the only time it happens. So if I'm walking around, if I know I'm going to encounter that situation, if I go into, if I just turn Wi-Fi off, that negates uh-huh. it completely. And so you get like you
1: get like a lot of static, or just for a moment or two while well, it's searching.
0: Well, it depends on how long it's ser- <laughs> how long it's searching. Oh, for. Okay, all right, yeah,
1: because yeah, I, I I've I've had it on my on my seven. On my seven or my my seven plus, my seven plus. Um, if I'm, let's say, I'm listening to a podcast through the speaker, and let's say I decide, you know, and it's something that's it's locally stored mm-hmm. on the device. Mm-hmm. But let's say I decide to switch well, Wi-Fi networks, um, you'll actually hear a click for a second, just for a second, oh. you hear something. Um, this is a switching, but you don't get like long static or anything.
0: Yeah, well, sorry, I don't get static. I get long breaks in the audio. Yeah, see, I
1: don't get anything like that. Literally, you know, unless you know, you'd think it's something on the podcast. Yeah. And I I, I have encountered it, so I tried a few tests, and yeah, just a little, you know, it's almost like a tenth of a second pause or, you know, Mm -hmm, but, you mm -hmm. know, you're you're thinking, well, that shouldn't make a difference because it's local. Well, it shouldn't, but it's all
0: the same silicon now, right? It's all the
1: same silicon, so it's obviously doing something.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's annoying.
1: I know. Well, like I said, it's a first world problem.
0: It is, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, but when you pay $900 for a device... Yeah,
1: you're hoping that it's going to be
0: a little bit, a little bit yeah, more Yeah, especially more when it's something as old and and proven as Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Like, this is not... This wasn't invented yesterday. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, we've also got a link in the show notes, I guess. Uh, that's not the only issue about the Pixel 2. Some people are complaining about <laughs> muted colors. Um, and a blue tint issue, which I found rather fascinating. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then yeah. a black smear,
0: <laughs> and a black Which smear.
1: Like, yeah, it's in the article uh-huh. near the bottom. Uh, the blacks on an image look like they're smearing when a user swipes up and down on a page. Huh. And then gra- graininess. You know, again, they all seem to be display. Well, um, and, and one... the, fun-
0: the funny thing is that this is all on the LG built Pixel right. Two XL. So what the HTC built Pixel Two is mm-hmm. not experiencing. Any of this stuff, so oh, right. it, it is it is definitely all about the OLED panels. These are OLED yeah. panels from LG. I, uh, the iPhone 10 has L, uh, OLED panels from LG and Samsung,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, from what I've heard. So. I- you know, it's it, it could said. definitely happen on either one, um, but it's right. it's still relatively new technology. And well, um... and that's the thing;
1: it's a lot more tech. You know, you're cramming in technologies that, you know, just a few years ago, you'd never have a device this size.
0: Yeah. You know, these
1: are essentially miniature computers now, and for what they have to do, I'm amazed that they can, and you know, that they last as long on the battery and 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 and, and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, and, and, and again, where some of these rushed out, like we've got reports that in some cases, there's no OS on first boot. It can't find a valid operating system. Um, oh God. Yeah. So there's some things like like, like that. So, LG fail. I, yeah, you really got to wonder there. And again, you got to be careful because, you know, people don't necessarily think about it's LG. People hear and, you know, that it's an Android phone. You know, they don't necessarily realize that it's different manufacturers can take their own take on it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, also,
0: I'm not watching it, but there's a video here yeah. for, called Google Pixel 2 XL Screen Issues. True? Not entirely. <laughs> Is the screen really <laughs> that bad? Sounds like it's probably not, but, you know, yeah. If you start noticing things like this and you've paid twelve or $1,300 for the device, no, you're yeah. not going to be happy at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's you know there's some comments here. a Guy in Oregon, mine shipped with a glitchy screen. This is the Pixel Two XL. Mm-hmm. links in and out with pixel, pixelated artifacts, and my wife shipped without an OS. Google's overnighting replaces replacements and gave us a total of a whopping thirty five dollars of Play Store credit. Um, you know, and he's not he's not that impressed, right? You know, mm-hmm. and he's saying super unhappy and hoping the replacements aren't defective as well. Aside from the subcord. display um, so yeah, so there's definitely, you know, there's some definitely quality control here. Again, I, you know, we're think, uh, yeah,
0: it is, you know, it, it's oh, wait, moments. someone else,
1: someone else has a call, a comment about, oh, look, Google's looking to a, hire a quality control manager.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stuart, consumer, you're looking for hey, a job. Consumer, consumer <laughs>
1: products, Mountain View, Mountain View, California, Palo Alto office. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh grow and manage a team responsible for establishing delivering and maintaining product quality standards and metrics for launch products. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a sounds like
0: one. a bad, <laughs> badly needed role right now. Yeah,
1: very much so. So yeah. there you, there you go. That's all our uh, our news about Google phones and stuff like that. That's well, okay, now staying on the subject of phones. Uh, Ontario MPP has tabled this I <laughs> love zombie bill. Oh, man. Um aimed to reduce Distracted walking. So you know we've all seen it. We've seen people walking with their heads down. They'll bump into
0: people. I've done it. Um,
1: Who has? Yeah. The scary part is the people that walk out in the street without
0: nearly get run over.
1: And, okay. Well, uh,
0: like I've I've looked at my phone while I'm crossing the street after. Yeah, I've checking. checked right. Like, uh, but
1: I've I've seen people that don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. The odd one now. It's
1: now. But the question is: Is there enough people that it's, or is there enough people that? justifies having a whole new law or is there not an existing law on the books
0: there is and it's the jaywalking law
1: is well it's jaywalking or or the
0: impediment of traffic law yeah
1: or not yeah there's enough there's enough sort of things um now you know now again cbs cbc news reported that 42 pedestrians died in toronto last year now we don't know how many of that's related to distracted texting no and i don't think it's a large amount so yeah i don't think we need another law well, i think
0: if, even if it's 20 of them in a city of 5 million people that's yeah, not that many yeah.
1: no <laughs> and i think and i think the thing is if you cause an accident or if you get hit and people say yeah you he just head down on his phone you know you deserve another charge like there's you know like you say things like jaywalking there's, a, there's enough laws in the books right that so they can do that you know j- it's, it's just like you don't see police you know, every time someone crosses the road in the middle of a block. But if you cause an accident that, you're going to get a ticket for jaywalk.
0: Right. Yeah. You, uh, jaywalk is not really that enforceable, ultimately. It's, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's the traffic impediment thing that, that right. is. Like if you, right. if you jaywalk and you make people have like stop because you're in the middle of the road and the cop sees it, you're probably going to get a ticket.
1: Fine. Yeah. If you're in the middle of a road, not in a crosswalk, you don't have the right of way. Exactly. You're exactly going to do it. Exactly. So.
0: And... Even if you were on your phone, but a driver turns or goes through the light or whatever anyway, well, it doesn't matter if you're on your phone or not.
2: Right? Like, it doesn't,
0: like, the the driver broke the law then and hit you as a result. So, as I said on Twitter the other day, when Sean Adamson, a friend of ours, was tweeting at several local MPPs and saying, please don't support this law, I said, Uh I have to agree. There are other underlying issues that you can, or uh, and other laws you can use to address this problem. If it's yeah. if it's um jaywalking, it's jaywalking. If they're impeding traffic, they're impeding traffic, and it's the pedestrian's fault. If it's not the pedestrian's fault, it's the driver's fault. Well, then they hit somebody. Like you can still, <laughs> where's yeah. Yeah.
1: like and, it's and there's, and there's a lot more issues where like yeah drivers drivers and bike there's a lot more issues where drivers need to be charged sometimes or bicyclists need to be charged
0: yeah you know it so, comes
1: down to who's at
0: fault you know reckless reckless walking reckless driving reckless cycling which technically is driving like there there's tech well, reckless you know walking is not a to, thing i guess this would be the reckless walking but 20, well no 20, that's 20 what the traffic ago. impediment law is all yeah. about so years
1: ago i used to see people reading newspapers and crossing the road without looking.
0: oh those people are so uh, antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I know.
1: I love I love that there's a there's a couple of good pictures where it says, Oh, you know, it shows a picture of a subway or a bus mm-hmm. and everyone's got
0: their head in their phones and yeah, people on say, Oh, bus. people
1: are any social, then they show a then they show a picture from thirty years ago where everyone was reading the paper.
0: Yeah. It's the same thing. <clears> yeah. <it's clears throat> it is the same thing. People are gonna find ways to distract themselves. Exactly. Um i, I really feel like this is a highly unnecessary law. There are other ways someone's, to combat the issue already. And, and ultimately it comes down press. to enforcement. Yeah. It always yeah. comes down to enforcement there are existing exactly. laws for just about anything you can possibly think of doing it these days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without Definitely. introducing new ones and Definitely. if you don't if you don't like the fines or the you know the the penalties available, fine amend the penalties then but yeah. for goodness sakes like it's a it's another law that you know are are police actually going to enforce? Well, if they're exactly. not enforcing the existing ones, like what what makes you think they're going to enforce a new distracted walking law?
1: Like very very, very true. I'm glad I got my popcorn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm glad I got my beer. There you go. I have switched right, to Heineken gonna... by the way. I, okay, excellent.
1: Our final story of the night. This is what I actually going to a couple of weeks ago, Amazon Key, it's a new service. Uh, now, it's in the States now only, only in certain centers. But the idea is, you know how you always hear about, you know, your Amazon order, it ends up on the front porch and some
0: bugger steals. So thing. annoying. Yes. You know, really, really annoying. Well, nobody's annoying. ever We'd stole my something. stuff, but just the fact that, like, that Amazon or UPS, rather, will leave it there is pretty annoying Yeah, sometimes. without
1: a signature or whatever. Yeah. So what's happening is, uh, this is a new service. Now, they're again, they're doing it with just certain with their own people in about 10 centers in the States. Um, and it's going to be for um, prime, prime, prime users. So what it is, is it relies on a new piece of hardware on house called a cloud cam and a compatible smart, smart lock. Uh, the camera's the hub connected to the internet via your home Wi-Fi. Um, the camera talks to the smart, smart lock over Zigbee, which is a wireless protocol used by many of the leading smart home devices. Yep. So what happens is when a courier arrives with your package, they scan the barcode, it sends a request out out to Amazon. If everything checks out, um, Amazon sends a message to the camera, which fires up, starts recording. The courier then gets a prompt on their app, swipes the screen, and voila, click, your door unlocks. They drop off the package in the inside hallway, relock the door with another swipe, and they're on their way. A uh, customer gets a notification that their delivery has arrived, along with a short video showing the drop-off to confirm everything was done properly. And hopefully, if you have a dog, the courier hasn't been eaten. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the issues right 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 there. So, my first question to you Mr. Silva, would you you do this?
0: <sighs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I really know. don't know. Like yes, okay, I need to have the right lock, I need to have the cloud cam. And so if they, you know, and and, and I know they check for whether you actually have a pending delivery. So if you yeah. don't have a pending delivery, uh I guess well, it relies here. on that
1: delivery code to do it, right?
0: But, yeah. So in know. in Canada, it's actually a company called Intelcom that's doing Amazon Prime deliveries, right? Uh, so I guess it would be, you know, is so if an Intelcom person shows up at your door and you're not waiting for anything right now, they're not actually going to get in, you know, then anyway. So I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. I'm very much yeah, on the I fence am. on on whether or not. And plus plus the startup, my God, 250 bucks US just to get the right hardware. Like, there's a company called Wisecam that's selling something that looks almost exactly the same for 20 bucks US.
1: Now, it does mention here because they've added some articles, they've added a piece on The Verge a little bit extra. Even if you choose in home delivery, Kerr is instructed to ring the bell or knock on the door first um right that gives you know people know or gives you a chance like potential hazards like a like angry dogs uh couriers are inter- instructed to open the door as little as possible mm-hmm. slide the packages in and not into the home now the thing i would like to see is that after 30 seconds you know automatically just because right now it's the way it says it says this courier has to swipe again to yeah. lock it and you know what i'm still worried about smart locks they can be hacked i'm just yeah. you know never like every right to be <laughs> yeah, now, but again, Amazon's Amazon's got a thing about this. They want the idea, you know, they're hoping eventually because, you know, they want, Amazon's got a home service division, home, home services division. In the U.S., yes. Like, yeah, you know, like maids. Walking, kitchen cleaning. Yeah. Yeah, so, they're, you know, that's kind of what, you know, the idea is that you can control that a, a, a little bit better. So, you know, it's, interesting, it's an interesting concept. Now, again, you know, I, I almost like, something
0: back like to the effect they're gonna do that like, you know name. you
1: are uh, robot voice a right now Thing there where where while they like like in than that everyone knows, knows Stewart Stewart. Posts, 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 posts,
0: right okay you're you're going all um, robot voice right now so i'm gonna take over first nice that's for you i uh, i'm, I'm too okay well that's there you go uh yeah. So you were talking about the home services. Yeah, absolutely. They they do. So that's, that's, of course, where this could go next is, okay, you, we'll get you used to deliveries. These are Amazon vetted people. And eventually, you know, if you have your dog walker coming in, yeah. hey, you know, here's a really easy way to let your dog walker in via Amazon. And, yeah. uh, and it's another way to, to get into your life. Uh, yeah. and of course wallet share and you're not roboting anymore so we missed about right. a good minute of what you were saying so maybe you want so to... what i was
1: what i was basically saying i was saying kind of what you were saying there with like the cleaning lady and that with their home division um what i almost like like to see just like you know your dog walker you know your cleaning lady i'd rather trust someone i know with giving yeah. them that um why not do something similar to, to your m in england you know especially in the countryside, everyone knows knows the local postal guy Mm, Um, so when my parents lived 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 in england the postal guy would come in was halfway along his route he'd usually have a cup of tea with mom you know that was his break (laughs) you know so mom would be out in the barn he'd show up and she'd say oh go in the kitchen and put the kettle on you know people would trust you know i think i'd rather have that over a complete stranger Right. You know, but yeah, I'm very much on the fence. And as I was saying, uh, smart locks can be hacked, so I'm still, I'm still a little bit suspicious. But I, I can see this as a natural progression. Amazon's trying, trying to take over the world.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so I have an accidental Amazon Prime membership, and just I because I, 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 I went to cancel after the first month because I was like, eh, whatever, don't really need this. And then after that, and then they offered a second month, and I went. Sure. So I went to a second month, and I forgot to cancel after that second month. So for 80 bucks a year, whatever. I've got free two-day delivery now. What amazes me is that this company they've contracted, Intelcom, does delivery seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So I've literally had them try to deliver stuff at Olio on a Sunday, which, of course, is not going to happen. Right, and I had no idea, or else I would have had that thing shipped to home. So now I have to be really careful. Where everybody at Olio usually gets stuff shipped to Olio because mm-hmm. we're there all day. But if yeah. something's not coming till Sunday, I got to make sure I ship it to the to the house, right? Uh, exactly. Instead, and so for me, that's like, whoa, you deliver on Sundays? What is going on? <laughs> it's handy if you're, and, and certainly it's it's one way. For Amazon to get you into the mindset of, you can just order whenever, and we'll just right. bring it to your house whenever it's ready, yep. even if it's yep. a Sunday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And that's just not something I'm used to in any way, shape, or form. I know right. USPS used to deliver mail on Saturdays in the US. I don't mm-hmm. know if they still do. Mm-hmm. And certainly not that's that also not not something we've ever had here with Canada Post, Right. Um, unless it's like an overnight urgent shipment or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, certainly that's one way for Amazon to go the extra mile and say and show, hey, isn't our service way better than mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. else you could be doing? And then which makes me start to wonder what Canadian company at this point could challenge Amazon in this way, either by themselves or exactly. uh, in a partnership certainly well, i mean blah blah potentially you know yeah. but that's but that's if they wanted to do delivery in the first place well, um, which they're I not well i still right say now. there's
1: more you know we've talked about it before there's more and more people that would rather you know they'd rather pay the money than have to slog through a grocery store like, you me? know, at, at Sunday night, and, yeah, at, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, there's, you know, particularly if it's the same staples and stuff you buy, like there's a lot of people out there, they'll go to the market, the butcher to buy their fresh stuff, right. but they buy the same cereal every week, the same, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and your PC a lot of particularly... plus
0: profile shows you that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and there's people, exactly. And there's people that, you know, they have kids or whatever. They'd rather do that than have the complication of, putting the kids in the seat, schlepping them down to the grocery store. They're not happy. You're not happy. It's crowded. You know, it's, it's, it's the same thing I say, you know, like where we talk about people, uh, you know, who have made services and that there's this great line. I heard once. someone told me about now this applies to sales people, but basically you, you take your salary, you make in a year, you take off, you divide it in half and take off the last three zeros. So the last three digits, right? So, you know so and that's roughly your your earning potential per hour so if you're making 50 oh, okay. 50,000 a year your rough earning potential is $25 per hour so if it takes you 3 hours to cut the lawn and you can have the, the local kid do it for 30 bucks in theory you're better you're further ahead hiring the kid to do it for 30 bucks because right. you could be out generating in that case you know you know 75, 75 in revenue yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, and the, and there's some thought to that. And I think a lot, you know, especially some of the younger kids, they don't want to spend Saturday morning, you know, cleaning their apartments and stuff like that. So I think you're going to see that more and more, you know, and if it's ways to save save money or or do stuff like that, like we're seeing that already, like Amazon's pretty well bigger than Walmart now. Um, you know, the delivery is great. Like, you know, like now I'll give you an example. My wife and I, um, she's been looking for these particular type of cat scratchers for our two cats and we've been to all the stores and we can't find them. Well, she actually found them eventually on Walmart online because a lot of big box stores now including Walmart, Home Depot. There's actually twice as much twice as many SKUs, items that they have online than they have in the physical stores. Yeah, Best so Buy the same found, way.
0: They've got yep, they've got crazy how, products you never would consider yep. you know buying they, because, from Best Buy.
1: Well, and and that way they don't have to take up space in the store and, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we found these, we found these, these two cat scratchers, free shipping. Two days later, it's here, you know, it's delivered here. There's, I know there's people I know in town that actually use Amazon prime to order heavy things like kitty litter or, or like, um, laundry detergent. So again, they don't have to schlep it home from the store, yep. you know, and it, it makes a lot of, it's happening more and more. People don't realize it, but it is. So how does you know, that, this is why, how does
0: this happen here?
1: That's what I'm interested in. Who, well, who, Prime, who has Prime, the Prime? Prime is available in Canada. Yes, it is free, free shipping. So you simply order your big thing of laundry soap. Tide. No, but I'm,
0: I'm wondering who can compete with Amazon here oh, in Canada. That's
1: that's that's a difficult problem.
0: You know, the <laughs> only ones I
1: can see is Walmart, but again, Walmart's losing that that battle with Amazon as well. You know, Amazon's really—you know—they're they're no longer the three hundred pound gorilla in the room; they're the four thousand ton gorilla. Yeah. You know, it's it's a scary proposition, especially because it's sometimes the products aren't necessarily Amazon. People will sell their products via Amazon's uh, you know distribution system. Right. You know, and it's 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 more and more you're gonna you're gonna see that. Like you know, look at places like Sears and that filing for bankruptcy. Amazon's not necessarily the reason. But it's certainly, you know, it's changing the whole, changing the whole shopping, uh, thing now, where there's a lot of stuff that, you know, people don't need to go to the store to see. I always said clothes would be one of the ones, but no, a lot more people are buying clothes online. Um, if they know their sizes and that apparently,
0: um, yeah, if you like the, if you know the store and you you know, you know, yeah, exactly how the things are, you know, but it's even,
1: it's even, it's, you know, but it gets me how there's even that's, that's, that is so huge now. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, like, like if I want to order, order computer components, I know what hard drive I need. Do I need yeah. to, you know, the only reason I still use the local store because the pricing's so tight, you know, and usually I need it right away. Um, but there's a lot of stuff now that, you, you know, one or, could order online. These these the, These cat scratchers, for example, I can't tell you, you know, how many hours we spent. You know, we were doing it as part of other errands, but we probably went to 10 or 12 stores looking for these and it's like or searching and you know, finally, you know, she thought, well, let's just see what's on Walmart.ca because she's ordered stuff on there before because there's products she used to buy in the store she can't get now. It's only online. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah. So, she'll she'll do that. And uh, I have to admit, it's, uh, you know, it's, I'm pretty impressed. It's working, out. Um, yeah. it's working out. And there's a lot more, like when I worked for Home Depot for a while, we had a lot of cases where, again, you know, we had double the SKUs that were online than in the store. You know, there was so often people would basically order it online or we'd order store they come and pick it up pick it up the next day you know and it means the store doesn't have to keep all that stuff in stock um you know that's that's how the retailers are are the ones that are going to stay around you're either going to have to you know it's it's just like incomes the middle class is being hollowed out it's either going to be very very you know you either have to compete with the walmart on price the walmart and the amazons which you know that battle's pretty well done Um, or you've got to have a niche like Dollarama, the dollar stores. Um, but you know, they won't be around forever, I think. Um, or, or you go high end and you, you go on service and stuff like that, just like the Nordstrom's of the world and the Bay's trying to do that, um, for people who will, but you know, your traditional middle, middle class and you know, these sort of mid, mid range retailers, it's not going to work because people, you know, I can look on my phone and if I'm buying if I'm buying a thing of soap or whatever, I can look on my phone. Well, if it's at the store next door and it's like six bucks difference, guess where I'm going?
0: Yeah, of course. You know, and that's
1: that's what it comes down to. And we have apps for that. Flip, for example, um, is great. I save, we save probably thirty bucks every every two weeks when we do a big grocery shopping thanks to Flip and price Match. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like for example, we both have our breakfast cereal. Um, you know, w- when we have to stock up, there's usually it's four. Four or five bucks. Well, once a month, someone one of the stores has a sale, puts it down to one ninety nine. So we yeah. stock up.
0: Yeah, of you know course. that's huge, huge. I used to do a lot so. of price price matching. I'm not doing it so much now. Um, well, no,
1: well that's because either Walmart or no friends will do. It.
0: Right. Anyway, we are we are digressing really badly. Well, I was going to say, what if like so Google's trying to do this in this in the states, right, where they're partnering up mm-hmm. with Amazon and or with yep. Walmart rather. And a few other companies. I think it's gonna to have to come down to something like that. Maybe it's not Google leading it here. It could be, I think, loblaws. Yep. Um, partnering up could... with Canadians Hire, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, well, I don't I don't know how how far widespread they, to they are, it... but we have was well, Snap they do Delivery is they have to make in it... London.
1: Yep. They have um, to make it easy. Yeah, of course. Ideally, some sort of free shipping, like just build it into the price. Offer free shipping, build it into the price. Yeah. Um, you know, and make returns easy. Now see, that's what a lot of people like having that physical store because it becomes a return place. We had people who would order stuff online um when I was at uh, Home Home Depot. Um it would come to their house, maybe if something didn't work or wasn't right, so they bring up they could bring it back to the store.
0: Yeah. You know, so you can even do like a PC like a PC plus pro account uh or you know, if they did partner up with somebody like Canadian Tire and Snab Delivery or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. yes, of course, that's three companies versus one. But even Amazon's not doing uh, their own delivery. They're contracting out to Intelcom. So you're still with two companies there. Um, yeah, you're still
1: with two companies. But then again, Amazon Amazon's starting to lease lease, lease, lease their crap. Yes, know, but
0: like that last mile delivery is still being handled by yep. a third party right yep. now, right? So that, yep, So, right the, so yep. the model's there. So let's say you're shopping on Shop or on Loblaw's.ca, but you can buy stuff from Canadian Tire there as well, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And well, that's what some of the players mm-hmm. are doing.
1: They're having that's why Loblaw's bought Shoppers Drug Mart, for example. They're having to become bigger to compete in that space,
0: right? That's yeah, about and Amazon mean. and Shoppers has much higher prices because they're open till midnight or twenty four yeah. seven. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly so it could yeah, happen be i don't know how yeah. i don't know how clunky or elegant it would be but it could happen
1: oh yeah well as i said i'm i'm almost astounded on how quick it's happened I, i'm not surprised anymore i am I'm not like it's just yeah and it's it's amazing like my mom ordered and was she's ordered stuff right and she did it without telling me so she obviously found it easy enough, you know that she was able to do it without any help so right you know if someone of that generation no offense my listening <laughs> um and do it um you know yeah she does it from her ipad she can you know she's done stuff like that before she'll even order stuff from england marks and spencers
0: yeah you know they have a you know they have marks a and spencer dollar. oh my god marks gosh.
1: and Sparks oh yeah, it's still you know it is it is i you can't call it the walmart it's like the sears or the or the, or the hudson's bay of england
0: yeah it's like it the really bay is. yeah 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 it's like oh, a national man, I remember brand. marks and spencer yeah i know they used to be here in canada it was great yeah, they did they did. I mean, okay. Anyway, let's move right. on.
1: Let's move on. I could talk about retail for days, but anyway. <laughs> all right. So um, instead of talking about re- re- retail, let's talk about some 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 tools to help make uh, coding a heck of a lot easier for all you developer types.
0: Codeship is a SaaS-delivered continuous integration and delivery solution that, that lets you ship your apps with confidence. You can choose between Codeship Basic or Codeship Pro, Codeship Basic is a simple testing and deployment service with pre-installed CI dependencies that works right out of the box, making the average setup time less than 3 minutes. Or you can give Codeship Pro a try. Codeship Pro is a fully customizable continuous integration and delivery service with native Docker support, and it is much easier to use than Jenkins. It makes it easy to test and deploy your microservices. Push to any registry, and it's also perfect if you want to deploy with Kubernetes. And it comes with a convenient local command line tool that allows you to run your builds locally, helps encrypt your environment variables, and guarantees 100% parity between your development and production environments. Both BASIC and Pro come with a free plan that grants 100 builds per month on limited projects and unlimited users. Open source projects are always free on CodeShip as well. So you should visit Codeship.com today or visit visit Codeship.com slash features to find out which Codeship product is the best fit pour toi.
1: And we'd like to thank Codeship for their ongoing support of the Canadian Tech Podcast. Okay, moving on to stuff we like. Um, I don't know how long this has been around because, again, I'm not an Android guy. About five years. all right. So there you go. So, <laughs> but still, it's, it's, it's cool. I mm-hmm. was actually, there was actually a, a method to my madness. I, uh, as most people, some, some people know, I build model kits and so I was looking for an app to, on iOS to keep track of my various model paints because it's nothing worse when you go to the store, you come home with a jar of paint and then you realize you've already got two. You know, it's really annoying. So I was looking for an app to help me match that. There's actually a very good one that a lot of people rave about. Unfortunately, it's only available on Android um there's really nothing equivalent so i wanted just to see it so i had a quick search for emulators and sure enough i found this one called blue stacks and uh I w- it was actually kind of neat i got to play with some free stuff in the in the uh google play store and some stuff like that so basically you just install this and it's like an emulation product um it just emulates it'll tie to google yeah um slide so my google account to the play store account and uh you know, it actually worked fairly well. It wasn't perfect, but it was it was neat. So, yeah, it may be five years old. For this Apple guy, I was pretty impressed. And, you know, and, 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 and for those of you trying to get me onto the dark side, it may help a little bit more. Or if you're trying to get people you know onto the dark side, um, this is a way to show them what's available there. Just one more um, so, yeah. thing you can't do.
0: With iOS,
1: well, there is emulators, but you have to be the software development kit and all that. Yeah, well, yeah, more...
0: and I'm not paying yeah, ninety nine bucks. To... No,
1: exactly, and that <laughs> no, and that's why it's a little bit easier and and stuff like that. So yeah, I was I was actually you know I was I, I was pretty impressed. I still have to play with a few things like all the key mappings and that. I have to play with a little bit for some of them, but no, it was uh, it was actually pretty fun. Cool. All right, what have you got today?
0: I have a. Slightly addictive game called Egg Inc. (laughs) So the uh, backstory on this game kind of goes like this: Um, basically, uh, researchers uh, in the future determine that um, they can uh, improve eggs and the chickens that lay them, and and as a result, uh, you are now in charge of a chick- of an egg farm, chicken farm, and you have to do research on the eggs and the chickens to uh, increase their egg laying rates, increase the values of the eggs, and as you raise your chickens, um, research happens. And uh, you find out uh, when your farm reaches certain values that you can upgrade the egg that your, uh, that your chickens are laying. And so you have to start from you, you start over with a brand new farm every time you do that. But so far I have raised chickens that lay edible, normal eggs, superfood okay. eggs. That's the first egg breakthrough. One a day is all you need. Huh. Uh, medical eggs which are capable of replacing most prescription medication. Rocket Man, fuel. we
1: use that. <laughs> Rocket fuel
0: eggs, which, after okay. light scrambling, are 100 times more energy dense than existing propellants. Uh, super... Is that what they use in Mexican food? <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. Only for pasty white Saxons like you. There you go. <laughs> uh, super material, which are uh, super material eggs, can take on properties of any material. Fusion eggs, uh, each one can generate one gigawatt hour of electricity. Uh, Quantum eggs uh, enable transportation. Immortality eggs, uh, which turned out to be the fountain of youth. And (laughs) uh, I'm currently on tachyon eggs. The tachyon eggs have, of course, tachyon particles, which are emitted by the egg and can be used to travel through time.
1: Oh, dear. So, in other words, when whoever's harvesting these eggs, they want to make sure you don't drop them.
0: Yeah, that yeah, I guess be very so. Dangerous with,
1: with some of these, I
0: would. So I've done a ton of research. Uh, each egg start started out at worth fifty thousand dollars a piece. Wow. Um, the value of my farm is one hundred and sixty two point six eight octillion dollars, hmm. and I'm currently earning nine hundred and fifty one septillion dollars per second.
1: Have you bought a quantum transporter yet? I'm looking at some of the vehicles. There's a whole wiki. on Oh,
0: there. those. No, I haven't. Um, but uh what I'm on Hover
1: semi, and mega semi. I'm on the mega semis. semi right now. Yeah. Okay, very can good. Can I
0: afford I can afford a hover semi yeah, uh, there you go. for only seven point nine nine five octillion dollars. <laughs> I'm currently capable of shipping twenty seven twenty seven and a half billion eggs per minute. And wow. uh, and of housing I think 42 million, 42 million chickens in my towers.
1: So, what are these? so it's, it's it's kind of a little bit like Farmville. Sort
0: of. It's kind of like Farmville. It's yeah. like a mini Sim City. It's and okay. w- which is cool. the type of game I, I do play a lot and I just knocked a drone out of the sk- out of the sky that netted me another 65 octillion dollars. <laughs> so I do have links for the Google Play Store and Apple or iTunes App, app Store so you can play it on either major platform that actually still has awesome. life left in it.
1: <laughs> so no windows like <clears throat> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: right, right? os <coughs> yeah yeah so hey it's, uh, got, yeah. it's
1: got on the ios app store it's got
0: great ratings
1: a lot of good reviews
0: yeah yeah i think the google play store it's at well there have been four hundred ninety-two thousand plus ratings and it is currently rated a 4.7 out of 5 wow so, so that'll yeah tell you. so even if so, a yeah. thousand of those are fake the rest of yeah, them aren't so yeah. that's still good
1: so Excellent. Okay. What are we up to lately? Um, Did some, doing some more unpacking and sorting. I think we got my wife's craft room pretty well done now. Thank goodness. That's good. That was a lot of work. Um, Help my mom mom with a move. Then parks. We got that done. Um, Promoting s consulting for your backup and also training needs. So if you need some training in something, or you know someone who, who maybe doesn't quite understand computers and needs a lesson or two, um, I'm certainly available to help there. A lot of people say I I am bilingual. I can translate tech into uh, something. <laughs> so if you that's buy an grandma
0: easier... an iPad for Christmas and you I don't want to train her or your grandpa on it, call Stuart.
1: Call me. You'll have to pay me, but yes, yes <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's that's the deal. Yeah. Okay, and how and how about?
0: Uh, well, I've been mining Zcash. I got I've got that Hashflare uh, cloud mining thing set up, and my Ubuntu Linux desktop here. I've finally got that set up today as well.
1: Excellent. So, Excellent. oh,
0: today was an exciting moment. I loaded up my wallet, and I actually had uh-huh. currency sitting in my Zcash wallet. I got I got I got paid out. I think
1: out. I know what you got. Awesome.
0: I got awesome. point. I have point zero zero one <laughs> Z-cash uh, <laughs> sitting in my in my Z-cash wallet right now and I've got another 0, 0.001 coming relatively soon. As soon as I hit that. Okay. Now, um, now now is
1: that enough enough to pay for the hydro bill of your of your Linux machine, you know, melting down?
0: No, not even close.
1: Well, just checking.
0: No, actually the <laughs> I'm I'm rather impressed by the hashing rate yeah, on my It does good. On my yeah, on my Linux machine, like the it's a desktop, uh, it's a few years old. I'm using the CPU, not the GPU, right? And um, it's going at thirteen point six right now. So yeah, much much higher than what I thought. Ooh, and I'm at confirmed point zero zero one zcash on my uh, on the mining pool that I'm also in. So Excellent. between the two, I will, so, yeah, so that'll get automatically uh, withdrawn. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. just shy, 0. 0.00096537. So as soon as that hits 0. 0.001 officially, um, that'll get okay. withdrawn to my Zcash wallet. And I'll have, oh, well, as of this moment, 58 cents Canadian in Zcash. Cash.
1: Hey, it's still, good. it's still good. It's all good. Hey, it's all good.
0: If the value of Zcash 10x's in the next little bit, uh-huh. it'll be worth it.
1: Yep. And then ice cream's on you. <laughs> sure. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was looking at yeah, doing exactly. some research into a new or relatively new one called Pivix, uh, private internet virtual something or other. Um, right. Because what's really cool there is that if you just having uh pivx or piv uh tokens in your wallet um generates more kind of like interest and if you get up to ten thousand piv tokens uh, you could run a master node and then you'd really start generating interest uh because you're helping keep the network strong
1: all i want to know is when you're a zillionaire you will
0: sorry i will what
1: yeah, you'll remember all your friends.
0: Of course, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, exactly. with all my Zcash exactly. and PIV tokens. No, exactly. I, I. You know what? If I wanted to get into the master node thing, I should have done it about four months ago, because yeah. you need ten thousand PIV tokens in order to run a master node, and they're and they cost three dollars, uh, American now. So that right. literally right. means you're dropping thirty grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good, not good. US like forty all grand right, Canadian to write out to run a master notes. Right. That's yeah. not happening. Okay.
1: So what else are you doing? Uh,
0: I am I, I've approved a lot of new development all around Middlesex Center yes. lately. Um, of course those two developments just to the west of me, two new subdivisions in Ilderton. Mm -hmm. There are people who want to build an ARVA. We haven't approved anything there yet, but there are people who want to build an ARVA. There are people who want to build in Coldstream. All the growth. Uh, Of course, I'm managing my chicken farm on Egg Inc., which is not netting (laughs) me any real-world value whatsoever, but it's fun. Uh, Now, now,
1: now, now don't forget, if you need advice on managing a farm, ask your boss at Oleo.
0: Yes, absolutely. He has chickens. I can ask Brendan. He has chickens. He has chickens. Yeah, Brendan, get. do you think I should research um, <laughs> you know, this new superfood anyway. formula? Or or should I or should I just work on doubling my egg density uh, exactly. instead? Because okay, should I should I go point. for some more genetic purification? Quantum egg storage, machine learning incubators, uh, time compression, or the graviton Coding. The graviton Coding is going to cost me twelve nonillion dollars, though.
1: Okay, so. I just had a thought. They have to add something to the next patch. They have to. They have to add the marketing board, which completely screws you up. It takes extra <laughs> money away. I tell them I said that. Tell them I said that. These It'll are
0: clearly it. American developers because they don't have anything yeah. like that in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: So what else? You mentioned something about you mentioned something about a student pathways challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing I mentioned last time about the student pathways challenge—that's going well. Uh, I think there are probably twenty teams at this point All right. uh, participating. The the number of request like new account requests has definitely slowed down. Um, but, uh, but it's clear some of the developers actually like up and running and like want to start uploading the stuff because they're like, oh, this little thing's missing. I'm like, no problem. Uh, you know, get node installed NPM, get your, you know, your, make sure your database is working. I had to spin up two new servers, uh, because okay. a couple of them wanted a mean stack, which is MongoDB express JS, angular JS and node JS. So mm-hmm. I spun up a, a MongoDB as requested and a few folks wanted can you believe this net and SQL server
1: <laughs> Well hey <thanks> <laughs> I like, like that I hey hey but you haven't had any, anyone request COBOL or Fortran yet
0: No I did have somebody ask for Java Jena was it it was the, so they wanted the Java server runtime environment Apache Jena which is also related to Java and right. Mono. I was like, "Okay, really? Like, hey, where did you learn to
1: code?" (laughs) Hey, it'll be interesting to see what 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 comes out of that one.
0: Yeah, it certainly will. So I got that all set up today, and um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. And generally, I'm just trying to be awesome. So that's good. I don't know if I'm succeeding or not, but that's what I'm trying to do. Well,
1: you, you always the first place you always ask for awesome, and then when that usually fails, then you can go out see what else you can find <laughs> that's the way i look at it you know you, you know you Fair come in and you go i'm Fair awesome on. and usually your partner will say something you know
0: yeah it's just like something appropriate what,
1: what? Yeah. <laughs> and look at you funny yes. yet again <laughs> i know what do you as do usual. as usual all right hey this has been a good this has been a good show
0: yeah i think so it must,
1: it must be the booze
0: yeah no, absolutely kidding Absolutely. No, it's definitely the booze makes me way more interested. Definitely the booze. It must
1: it must be. Well could, and I know after this you got to go grocery shop and I I assume your wife is driving you. So that's good to know. Sure, cuz you know, we don't want you drinking and driving and all that that's good, that's good stuff. All right. So, uh I was about to sign off, but no, I should say, don't forget to review <laughs> us. We really appreciate if you review us. Um, when you yeah. review us, particularly on, on some of these platforms, it helps bring, you know, that up to the front page. It's really just it iTunes. makes more people of the awesomeness that is this podcast. So iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Spreaker, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeart.com, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Retweet us when we tweet about our episodes on Twitter. Share them on Facebook. Yes, we have a page, kids. Or even go old school and tell a friend. Uh, send us an email. We'd love read. We wish we had more to read. Um, so contact at canadiantechpodcast.ca, let us know what you think, or do you have any, ha, ha, have any ideas? Even, even, even beer suggestions are welcome.
0: Beer right? suggestions are always welcome. Absolutely. Always welcome.
1: As long as we can, as long as we can get them at the local, at, at, at the local distributors. All right. So for episode 138, for Sunday, November 5th, 2017, for the Canadian Tech Podcast, my name is Stuart Clark.
0: My name is Derek Heineken-Silva.
1: Well done. I was thought you were going to say egg farmer. Thank you and be
2: well.